Welcome back, guys, to the Truth Be Told podcast by me, your host, Melissa Mena. What's up, guys? So today, this is going to be the first official podcast. I dropped a teaser for y'all last week, so this is it. This is episode one of the spring 2022 season. So today, I wanted to talk about something that I have been experiencing in parenthood and motherhood. And this one, although it is in parenthood and motherhood, it also has to do with life and the seasons of life that you're in. And I say specifically parenthood because this is something that you will only experience if you are a parent. So it's something that I like to call the driver's seat, rearview mirror, windshield. And I say it like that for obvious reasons, because maybe you've experienced this at this point in my life and in this season of life. Right now, I find myself sitting in the driver's seat, right? And I'm blessed and so, so blessed and lucky enough to still have both of my parents here with me. Um while also being a mother and navigating parenthood. But I have the privilege of being able to sit in the driver's seat of life at this particular moment where I'm raising my children. And as I come more knowingly into really having clarity of mind, right? And clarity, it's almost like the scales are being ripped away, right? Off of the eyes and like the rose colored glasses have been taken off. Now I can understand with a hundred percent clarity exactly what my parents, specifically my mother was experiencing while raising me. And I can have, and I do have a lot more compassion and overall respect for my mom because I am now a mother, right? And with that comes a new perspective. And the perspective is this when you're sitting in the driver's seat. We can see it all. We can see the past and how we were raised and we can still remember what it was like to be a child at whatever age our child is. We can see the present day where we currently are sitting in the driver's seat, right? And then as we look through the windshield of this car of life, we see the future. And in the future, we see our parents. We see what it is to be in the autumn or winter of life. And we have a new appreciation of the wisdom that will come from our parents. And we can digest that in a more palatable way. Whereas when we're younger, we kind of brush it off. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And our parents are like looking at us like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't had enough life experience yet. So as I said, the rear view mirror, let's start there. And the rear view mirror, you are looking at the past. And if you have young children, like I myself do, you can 
have what I like to call life 2.0. You get to see a glimpse and remember what life was like through our children, through our children's eyes, through how they're experiencing life. And as you look at them, you kind of have this aha moment where you're like, oh my goodness, I was just like that. Like I was just like them. When you see them, that they're carefree, they are fearless, they are full of joy, full of wonder, full of awe, right? And we are literally seeing them experience things and we have this deep knowing within us of the feelings that they're feeling, right? The experiences that we're ex that they're experiencing because we ourselves have felt that. And when you see them, it's almost like, oh my goodness, I remember when I was like that. Or you say to yourself, oh my gosh, like I was just like that at one point before I had all these experiences in life. I remember, you know, before you have this realization of where people may not necessarily like you. Children don't care about that. Children are just out there having fun, playing. They are literally joy personified. They don't have any of these, as people like to say, ego, you know, vying for their attention. And you get this sense of, at least for myself, um, man, I wish I could get back to that. Like having that innocence and that level of autonomy over self where I didn't care what anybody thought, said, I was going to play in the dirt and I was going to have my magical kitchen and whip up my beautiful mud pies. And that's what children do. They are living creativity. They are not second guessing themselves when they want to go outside and play and pretend that they're a pirate or they want to pretend that their bicycle is the best spaceship and it can get to space faster than anything ever created. They are fully in the moment, not wondering about what the other kids are saying, what the other kids are going to think or do. They're living in the moment. They're not worrying about if it fails, right? They're not worrying about what if I look like a complete fool writing down the sidewalk in my imaginary spaceship. Our children are 100% committed to that moment, to their vision, without fear, without reservation. They're not asking anybody, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Um, or anything like that, right? And I've had so many of those instances with my own children. And... One of the ones that I can tell you that is that is most um, fresh in my mind and at the forefront of my mind is two weeks ago, my youngest was learning how to subtract and he was having a hard time with it. It was a new thing he was learning and he was a little bit overwhelmed because it wasn't like addition, right? And it wasn't what he was used to and he was feeling that aggravation with himself that he just wasn't getting the answers correct. And I said to him, it's okay. 
but that's how we learn. This is an opportunity to learn. This is an opportunity to make ourselves and our minds stronger. And I said to myself, wow, looking at him being frustrated, I said, I can remember the moment when I got frustrated with math. It was when I started learning fractions, right? And I said to him, I said, you know what? Maybe it's time for us to take a little break, take a little breather. Like, let's just disconnect. Let's go take a little breather. Let's do something else to get our minds off of this. And when our minds are fresh and we've collected ourselves again, we'll come back and we'll start this again. <laughs> God bless my youngest because he definitely has his mother's, um, how would I say? He has my personality, right? He has my... <laughs> My mental fortitude when he doesn't want to do something he just doesn't want to do it right he's steadfast in that and there's nothing that you can say nor do to coax him out of that um and i just said okay no problem we'll reconvene later wasn't having that so i just said you know what we'll just do this tomorrow and there was a moment after the fact where he was still in his feels, right? And he turned around and he came to me and he said, Mama, I'm sorry for my attitude. And I said, it's okay, buddy. And he said, I'm sorry that I was being moody and I didn't want to do the work. He said, it was just hard. And I said to him, I said, I get it. I get it, Papa. Sometimes it feels uncomfortable when we're learning something new and we can get discouraged because we're just not getting it. And he said, but what's most important is that you tried your best and we will try again tomorrow. And he looked up at me and he said to me, he said, I really did try my best, Mama. I did. And I said to him, I said, I know you did. And quite honestly, I myself was feeling defeated because I was saying to myself, how come he doesn't get it? How come, like, what am I doing wrong that he's not able to grasp this or understand this? And why can't I find another way to explain this to him so he can get it? Because obviously all the ways I'm trying to explain it are not clear for him. He, he's not grasping the understanding of it. And I was, I was down on myself. I was starting to beat myself up internally. Right. And my mind was just going and, you know, saying all the things like, Oh, like, you don't know what you're doing, girl. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like here you are homeschooling your kids and you can't even get your kid to understand basic subtraction. And as I'm having this internal dialogue with myself, my child looks at me and without missing a beat, he said to me, mama, you tried your best too. And I love your best. Your best is great. Y'all cue the waterworks because I sat on the sofa as the tears started to well in my eyes. And I tried with everything in my power not to blink because I didn't want them to start cascading down my face, but they did. Anyways, and you know, he said to me, Mama, don't cry. It's okay. And I said, I said, Papa, these are happy tears. Um, 
Because in that moment when I was feeling defeated and I was feeling less than and unworthy of being able to teach them, you know, my youngest subtraction, he looked at me and he said that I did my best and that he loved it. And I said to myself in that moment, I said, internally, if I only could love my best the way he loves it. It was with pure, pure love. There's no malice. He's not trying to gain anything from it. He really just looked at me and he knew that I was trying my best and he loved that. He didn't see anything wrong with it and he was celebrating that. And I said to myself in that moment, damn, I need to believe in myself as much as my child believes in me. And here's the thing. When you're looking in the rear view mirror of this car called life and you're looking back and you're having these experiences with your children this is the beauty of it in that moment where my child said that to me it reminded me at one point in my life at that maybe same tender childlike age of my child between six and eight i wholeheartedly believed in myself and i i pray and i hope that my children never lose that that they never have to look for outside validation and that they can always look within and feel validated with their best because they know that they're giving it all. So that's the beauty of being in the driver's seat and looking in the rearview mirror at them and being reminded that's how you started out. That's how we all start out. Like this blank canvas with, you know, as cliche as it sounds, that we have everything within us that we need, right? And it's true. We have everything in us that we need and life experiences, whether good or bad, will either fill us back up or deplete us to the point where we feel like we don't have what it takes. When the reality is, is that we all come here with everything that we need to live out our God-given purpose because God has equipped each of us with those gifts. Now we're going to move on and we're going to go into what I call the driver's seat, which is present day, right? And it's a, un it's a unique experience and it's a new unique position to be in because I see us our generation as the bridge when you're a parent because you can still look back and remember what you were like as a child while also looking forward to the future because you see your parents and you have a foreshadowing of what's coming, right? And I call us the bridge because we can be the bridge that connects the past to the future. We are the gatekeepers that can either say, hey, I didn't like that my parents did this growing up, whatever learned behavior that is. And you can say, that's not going to go forward anymore. It stops with me. And when you take that stance, being in the driver's seat really does stop with you because now you are in the position 
to direct where this car of life is going. Whether you turn left, right, or you continue to go straight. And there's a lot of things that I do with raising my own children that my mom didn't necessarily do with me. And it's funny because I kind of call myself the black sheep of my family because I am so different from my siblings. I'm the first one to do homeschooling. Like I moved out of state away from my parents and my siblings and my husband and I are just doing this thing called life with our kids, right? And creating a life for our kids that we wish we had, right? Because every generation you want your kids to have better than you had. So with that being said, I had a conversation with my mom because I am now sitting in the driver's seat like many of you in life as a parent. And you can look back and see how exactly you were as a child through your child's eyes and through their lived experiences. But now you're also a parent. But you still, if you're blessed enough to have your own parents around, like I am. And my mom has said to me on more than one occasion, Melissa, don't shout at the kids, right? You always say you didn't like it when I shouted at you and I could see how it made you cower and how it broke your spirit a little bit. Um, don't shout at them, speak kindly to them. And I sit in the driver's seat and I kind of look out the windshield towards my mom and I'm like, who are you? And what did you do with my mother? Because where was this version of you when I was growing up? But in that moment, I find that she's encouraging me to be the change, to make sure that it doesn't continue on. And my mom will say to me, you know, I did that because I didn't know any better, but you know better. And since you know better, you need to do better, be better than me. And in that way and in that conversation with my mom, it was almost like she was giving me the permission, giving me the okay to say it's okay to do it differently than I did. It's okay to parent differently than I did. And sometimes as a parent, you want that confirmation because a lot of times you feel like you're winging it or you don't know what you're doing and you're just trying to get through the day. But how many of us need that from our own moms, from our own mothers to say that acknowledgement, to say, I see you, I see you doing it differently. Be better than me, do better than me. And that's something that I've gotten to experience with my mom. And it's been so healing and it's been so freeing because as I have the courage to drive the car and say which direction we're going to go in, whether left or right, and to do things differently than it has been done in the past and in my family, it's been freeing, it's been healing, and it's also, I'm not even going to lie, it's been, it's been hard sometimes because I'll say to my mom, it's easier said than done, mom. I have to unlearn the way you raised me. And I have to unlearn the things I saw 
And I have to consciously do it differently to make sure I'm not doing the same thing you did in raising me to make sure that that learned behavior doesn't continue. And I have to unlearn all those learned behaviors, learn new ones so I can be able to teach it to my children to make sure that going forward in generations, you know, to come, that learned behavior, usually a negative one, doesn't continue. And it's a unique place to be, but it's also a powerful place to be. And I implore you and I encourage you, if it has been on your heart to be that generational healer or to be that bridge, as I like to call it, do it. It's not easy. It's not something that's going to come naturally to you, but that's okay. Because here's what's going to come in from the rear view. Have the belief in yourself that you had as a child. Believe in yourself the way that your child believes in you. Remember the power that comes from that innocence of childhood because it's in you. You have have it in you. Life and life's experiences may have made you doubt it and think that it was no longer there, but it is. So as we continue on in this analogy, we're going to look through the windshield. And the windshield is the future, where we see our parents aging and we understand with more empathy, clarity of mind, their wisdom. And we take it more seriously. While in us doing the work to unlearn, unlearn to unlearn behaviors, right? And to learn new ones, it also encourages our parents. It encourages them in the autumn and the winter of their own lives to still make changes, to still do things differently than they saw their parents do it in the winter of their life, right? While also giving us the encouragement. Because we now know better and we have the gift of seeing them in this season of life, we now know how to prepare for it because now we have more emotional intelligence, more life experience, more emotional maturity that we can understand what our parents are is saying to us. We can understand where they are coming from when they give us advice, right? Because they know that we're coming up right behind them. Like we're on their heels right now. We are in the summer of our life. We're no longer in this spring stage and new birth and spring where you're in that childlike essence where you can't understand what your parents are going through as a child, right? Through a child's eyes and through the child's mind, we see our parents and we think that they're perfect, that they have no flaws, that they got it all figured out. But little do we know until we grow up and we become parents ourselves, do we realize that our parents were just doing the best that they could. 
that we realize that our parents were healing and unlearning things while parenting us. And why do we have this realization? It is because we are in the driver's seat. Now, with being in the driver's seat, there comes a responsibility with that. We are gifted with the power in which direction we drive. And we know that we cannot always look through the rearview mirror because what will happen? We will crash. We cannot. We have to look through the windshield. And maybe at some points in time, we'll take a glance through the rearview mirror to see, you know, what's going on behind us. But now we have the power and the authority while sitting in the driver's seat to make the change, to make the changes necessary to ensure that the future generations that are going to come after us in our family lines are better than we were. And that is something I myself, like I said before, I am doing. I am doing the work to unlearn. I don't like to call them family curses because I don't believe they're that. I believe that we are living learned behaviors. And if you come from a family with a long line of trauma, you are more than likely living out trauma responses because that is what you saw growing up. And if your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents did not do the work to heal and free themselves, you are not going to know what that is. It's uncomfortable, but it is imperative work that must be done. Because when you are living in a place of trauma and learned trauma responses, you are not living. You are merely surviving and living in survival mode is not living so truth be told whether you're sitting in the driver's seat and looking in the rearview mirror of life or if you're sitting in the driver's seat and looking through the windshield i implore you as you wrap both hands around the steering wheel, that you find the power within you, that you find the strength within you to hold on to the belief in yourself that you had as a child and give yourself the grace as you unlearn old patterns and as you go forward and direct the car and to, to the direction that you see fit for the future. Truth be told, you may feel like you're alone, but I guarantee you, we are in this together. Well, guys, that's all for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you could relate to this in any way, I would love to hear your feedback. And if you feel like there's anybody in your life that could benefit from this episode, share it with them. 
And if it gives you the courage to even go and talk to your own parents or your mom in regards to parenting and open up the discussion and the dialogue between you, I pray that it does that. I pray that you feel a little bit more at home. I hope that you feel seen, um, heard and understood because I know, I know what it feels like going through life, feeling like you're the only one because you don't hear these stories. You don't hear them from anybody else. And I hope I can continue to be the voice that speaks to you and has these conversations. And as we continue on and have conversations with other women, that you see that you aren't alone in your experiences, that we are all experiencing maybe not the same exact thing, identical on some level, but we're all experiencing something similar and that we're in it together and that we're all just trying to navigate it together. And I hope that it gives you the encouragement and the power to use your voice to have these conversations with other women in your lives so we can not only free ourselves, but heal collectively.